everyone, and welcome to What's Your Number? The chronicles of two well-traveled women as told through sexual experiences. I'm Olivia, and I'm recording from New York City. And I'm Mariah, recording from also New York City. Um, And today is a very special episode because we have two guests joining us all the way from London. Right. Amanda and Amelia are two friends and hosts of the podcast, Name to be Determined. Welcome to you both. Um, why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourself a little and tell us a little bit about your podcast? I'll let you go look first. at me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having us. I'm Amelia. Uh, author and screenwriter based in London. Um, Mandy, Amanda, is my bestest, bestest friend. We've surpassed that term for like over 20 years now. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and our podcast is kind of about everything, about our lives, sometimes other people's lives, just life in general, you know, the so sex, relationships, spirituality, Anything that kind of piques our interest, we're like down to cover it. And even though we're very similar, we have like very different tastes. So we kind of bring all of that together on each episode. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah, that keeps it interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I listened to a couple of your guys' episodes. I really liked the last episode about um, kind of the the dating uh, advertisements from the 90s. Dating through time, that yeah, one? Yeah, dating through time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, those are some of my favorites to do. I just find it so fascinating because you can just see how far humanity has fallen since then. You know, really? <laughs> even though it seemed like quite creepy. And also just how much it hasn't changed. Well, yeah. well, even though it was quite creepy, but there was still, I mean, in terms of like the dating world, there was much more effort. You know, you think about it, you literally right. have to go craft an ad looking for who you want, pay money, put it in the newspaper, send this mm-hmm. off to a post box. Right. Replies, you know, because now there's like no kind of effort other than a high on Tinder. Like you, you know, it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. My cousins met that way. They sent, and they used to carry around the little ad in their wallet. Or my cousin oh, did. Oh my gosh, anyway. that's so cute. <laughs> you found it. Yeah, on the newspaper. It didn't last, but um, it was oh. good while it lasted. <laughs> Wait, you said my cousins. <laughs> My cousins. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, that that could be the accident. Like, if there's no photos or, you know, whatever, you could be responding to like a random. Right. Yeah. That's it. That was the funniest part. They were both my cousins. No, no. <laughs> one, was, one was my cousin. The other was the cousin-in-law. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> Oh my god. Um yeah, no, but you guys I, I yeah, I really enjoy your conversations and and your and your um your dynamic is is hilarious. Um 
so yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit actually about your friendship, if you don't mind, like um, from the meet cute to starting the podcast or whatever, um, what kind of friends have you guys been? I mean, we, like Amelia said, we've been friends for spanning almost 20 years now. So it's, our friendship has gone through, I say for both of us, it's the longest relationship either of us have ever had. <laughs> um, we've grown together. We have, you know, learned from each other. We've broken up <laughs> as friends and um, <laughs> made up and in all that time I think we we're back so together. we got back together yeah. on again off again and now well it was off once <laughs> yeah. and then we grew from that um but now we are pretty much like yeah. sisters you know like sometimes we joke about that and say maybe one of us didn't get the memo like that maybe one of us was meant to reincarnate because we're, we're both hetero one of us reincarnated <laughs> as a straight woman and there was supposed to be a dude because none of us have been able to recreate this kind of like relationship in our romantic <laughs> relationships so, so um yeah but um the podcast is something you know we played around with the idea of creating something together so at one point a few years ago we were about to create a youtube channel together and we're like mm, maybe not and then the podcast just kind of happened organically i think when lockdown happened last year and, you know, the right. pandemic, everything, it was just kind of like, well, it's now or never. So we may as well do it. And we did. And we, we really, really enjoy it. It's so much fun for us. Oh, that's so awesome. I love the story about you guys, like, quote unquote, breaking up and then getting back together, because I think that's really the sign of a, a good friendship, like one where you can, you know, be honest, like call each other out, like have conflict and then come back from that conflict. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. For sure, we always say that that's like the one thing I think that we learned from that whole experience was that now, it, like this happened just the other day, something happened. And oh, yeah, she called me out. She told me about myself. <laughs> I think you're being a bit self absorbed, you know. And, you know, you know, and, she, and, but, and then she was like, okay, I'm really sorry. Like, I didn't realize, like, I never want you to feel bad, you know. And literally within, like, half an hour, that issue was, like, forgotten. Whereas I think prior to, which our breakup was many years ago, by the way, mm -hmm, you know, right. it was, like, years ago. But prior to that, um, you know, we would, we wouldn't say things like that. And I think that builds, like, resentment. And I think yeah. that happens a lot in personal like professional personalized where people don't say what's on their mind and I don't think people understand how easy it is to actually just be like you know what way I'm like upset like you right. me and give the other person a chance to rectify it maybe they might not because not everyone are nice right. <laughs> they might be like Fuck yeah off. <laughs> yeah but then you know yeah exactly yeah. then you know what kind of person you're with but I think it's good even for you to get it off your chest because then you don't have like that resentment so I just love where our friendship is now it's just like we yeah if those it's easy happen, which yeah. are very far and between but it yeah yeah right. no yeah. but it's a sign of intimacy I think that's definitely yeah true. I was literally just yeah. gonna say that Olivia it's like if you just imagine like having a romantic partner that you weren't able to fight with or be honest with 
like your relationship would feel more surface level, you know? Um, and yeah, yeah. But it's funny. I think some people really are uncomfortable with that and see that as, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like not a good thing. Like you're not supposed to ever call people out or, you know, like a friend. You're just supposed mm-hmm. to like be chill. Right. <laughs> I'm like, mm, I can't yeah. do that. <laughs> Exactly. Um, And I actually have a friend who um, recently, well, not recently, not so long ago, went through a divorce. And when things were going pear-shaped with her husband, uh, I don't know how the conversation came up about arguing. And it transpired that in all the years they'd been together, they never fought. Like, never. Like, years and years and years. And I was like, that is a major red flag. Like, how? Because you grow from fights, right? Like, you fight, you learn about each other, you learn what makes the other person tick, what triggers, so you grow from that. So if you never fight, then there's something wrong. (laughs) 100% agree. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking about speaking of relationships, um, what's your your guys' kind of – dating life story we heard a little bit about your friendship life story but are you single married divorced what's um we catch us up if I had to tell mine it'd be like well I won't tell mine that's boring I want to hear yours (laughs) well I'm single currently suffering through dating but yeah (laughs) Holding out, hopefully, for the one to just land in my lap. (laughs) But until then, I'm struggling through, like, Tinder and um, And all the stressful, annoying stuff that does not serve me at all. (laughs) Yeah, that's a a thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I am recently single like very recently um, out of a a long-term relationship. So I'm just kind of like not even venturing into dating yet, to be honest. I'm just kind of finding my feet with that. Taking a break. Yeah. 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 And um, do you guys talk about dating a lot? Oh, yeah. The two of of you? (laughs) Well, she has to listen to all of my uh, <laughs> <laughs> or she sees the constant screenshots that I send to her from Tinder. So, yeah. <laughs> no, that's so good, though. You need that support. <laughs> you do. You need someone to say, yeah, no, this is not someone you need to continue a conversation with. <laughs> Very true. Do you guys have like um, like dating like patterns? or relationship patterns that you tend to get into? Oh, good question. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you Amelia's dating pattern. <laughs> oh, good. I'll tell you Mariah's. <laughs> she falls in love every five seconds, literally. She will fall in love with a picture. She will see a guy. She will be like, oh my God, this is my dream guy. She will take a screenshot. Recently we went through this. She took a screenshot 
of this guy. And the pattern is always, <laughs> she then builds up a story around this person before she's even met mm-hmm. them. She builds up this whole story. Oh my God, this is my dream guy. And she's waiting for them to swipe right on her. And while she's waiting for them to swipe right, she's like stressing and obsessing over why they're not swiping right on her because she's waiting. Oh my God, he's one kilometer away from me. <laughs> that means he's literally up the hill from me. We could be together right now. And then... I have to go through days, sometimes weeks, but normally days of listening to this and her fantasizing, oh my God, and going through all his pictures, screenshotting all of them. And then he will swipe right on her. And then she will look, she's like, oh my God, God has answered my prayers. He has swiped right. We are meant to be. And I'm like, wonderful. And then literally, I kid you not, 15 minutes later, she's like, mm, I don't like him. It's, it's just yeah it's not for me <laughs> i've unmatched i don't like him he's too feminine no he's too like this he's too into himself the story we tell ourselves i feel like is most of the fun anyway and then when you like actually meet them and like yeah. learn how they are yeah it's a big letdown picture and create like a fantasy but then they open their mouth we're just like no <laughs> Olivia and I you really Olivia and I always refer to it as we had so oh. much in common that we had so yeah, much in common <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how everything starts it's like it's like maybe like two steps later like we've had one conversation and we're like oh we just we were vibing yeah. like we just we had so much in you know he liked pink floyd i liked pink floyd <laughs> whatever yeah yeah we this is high school i was eating tuna fish yeah. he he was eating egg yeah. salad it was both a yeah. sandwich <laughs> that was like, yeah oh my god totally well that sounds interesting um, what about amanda do you have any relationship patterns what do you tell it amelia <laughs> He is the hopeless romantic out of the two. Uh, yeah. She she definitely yeah, she definitely falls and she falls hard, but whereas I'm very I kind of have more of that instant gratification, then it fizzles out. She does tend to, you know, stay in relationships long term. But she also does have that initial like this is Actually, mm, not all the time, though. Not all the time. Yeah, it can be a bit hit and miss. She is a, out of the both of us, she is the one that tends to actually remain in relationships, you know? She kind oh, of... Sometimes to my detriment. She's like, okay, this is why... <laughs> but, but when you fall in love, you, like, fall in love, you know? Yeah. It's like, whereas I, a bit more, I'm a bit more, like, judgy, and then every little thing irritates me, but she's, like, much more open and accepting people. Right, right, right. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's, I think, I think that's more Mariah, right? Would you say The open, accepting. Yeah. Yeah, I do. (laughs) I I definitely feel like I relate to the whole, like, if I fall in love, I definitely, like, see it through, you know? I mean, sometimes beyond Mm. the time when you should see it through. But, but yeah, I, I, I definitely feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Olivia's mm-hmm. I think Olivia's relationship For pattern sure. Olivia just likes to do the unpredictable, I would say, because 
<laughs> Olivia started <laughs> off her dating life at age 15 with a seven-year relationship. So, like, Wow. Yeah. So, like, back wow. in the days, you're like, are you guys married, divorced, whatever? And I, you're like, I'll tell you mine. And I was thinking, I was like, you started with marriage, then you went to divorce, <laughs> and then you're, like, been single. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so anyway, and then, but, but yeah, so then I think totally backwards. Exactly. Yeah. And I think then you went through like a phase where you were like, you just had like, I don't know, some, I don't know, I guess fuck buddies that you'd like, who were like also friends and you'd like hang out with them, but you weren't like trying to get in a relationship and now you're in a relationship. So you're just trying, trying to be unpredictable, I would say. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever like, you'd least expect. Whatever I least expect, too. Whatever I think is going to happen is definitely not what's going to exactly. happen. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it can definitely be too picky, a little bit too picky. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm just, okay. like, waiting for, like, a prince on a horse. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you say, where's your horse? Oh, good. No, I'll wait. Uh, what, what would you guys say? No, are you both in London? I mean, or near London? What, what so would you? London, yeah. We're in London, London. Okay, that's what I thought. I, how would you characterize the dating scene there, or the one that you and your friends are in? It's fast. Gosh, you know, if I, I, yeah, I was about to, like, and if I think if I was a really sensitive person, like if I was really, I mean, obviously we all, all want to partner up with someone, but if I was at that stage in life, I was like, I need to find a husband now or something. I would probably say it's quite brutal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So quickly. Yeah. And everyone, and the guys here just have no qualms about, you know, dropping you. Yeah. And just, yeah. Yeah, like moving on to the next person and yeah the guys are quite like rude. not uh, not rude like they don't like waste their rudeness but I just think they disappear the way their <laughs> actions are and, <laughs> they disappear yeah but you have to be aware enough to know at least he's probably talking to five other girls or women right. obviously found someone else he like prefers but if you didn't have that awareness you'd probably be like oh where has he gone? Like, I, we just had this long conversation and now mm -hmm. he's like, me and, you know, it's like, yeah. I yeah. Think, how is it in New York? I would assume it's like the same. That's what I hear. I mean, neither of us are like real, really like New York, New, have dated in New York, but um, Mariah's Buddha. Yeah. But. yeah <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I, I would assume it's like the same I I would think um yeah that's how it is in Barcelona I think in in cities it is in Barcelona well, I would say if I had to characterize the Barcelona dating scene that I was in um it's like everyone is a polyamorous musician <laughs> so they're upfront about it they're like oh yeah you know I mean I have this partner I have this partner like if you wow. want to join in like we're happy to have you wow. and, <laughs> and so you know like that works for I mean some of my friends really like that and some of them just suffer and you know they yeah that's not what they're looking for so that's a bummer but yeah I don't know it's a lot it's a lot of that and it's kind of like those 
I think in cities, there's so many, there's just so many great, successful women. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. just, I don't, you know, it's just like, I don't know, what are you going to do? Yeah, and I think this whole dating thing, for sure, um, you know, we, Mandy and I always say this, um, my FaceTime, um, guys these days just have so much more choice, and I don't think guys are as confident as they used to be, like, pre, you know, social, social media, media and dating apps. Mm. Like, I would always have guys, you know, if I was walking down the street, that's normally how I met a guy. They were like, hey, can I get your number? You know, yeah. and they that confidence to come up to you. And now no one yeah. does that anymore. And I just think um, social media and dating apps have kind of, they can hide behind them easily. So they can just like, jump from like woman to woman or I mean the gut the women do it too it's fine yeah, but definitely you have to I think when you get into dating in like especially in big cities you, and it the funny thing is like I sometimes I'm on to, I say to Mandy a lot of the time I've gone through all of my matches on tinder how is that possible in such a big <laughs> city like London but it literally has to reset and sometimes yeah. I have to delete my account oh so yeah it, no, that's yeah. very common. Very common. Yeah, you get to the end. You're just like, okay, there's no more fish in this barrel. You get like carpal We're tunnel. Like a system of like millions of- from swiping left, like. And then you won. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my god! Yeah, totally. Um, well, speaking of uh, speaking of that, I mean. How do you, as as you know, this podcast is called "What's Your Number," um, and so how do you feel? How do you guys feel about your numbers? Would you say do you know your number? Do you feel like you've got a lot more people to sleep with in your life? Like you're just barely getting started. <laughs> have you ever been asked like that? It up? <laughs> I love that. I I have been asked that. Um, a few years ago, a guy asked me that and I made the mistake of being honest because I thought we were just sharing. Right. Um, and at that time, <laughs> <Thank> you. yeah, <laughs> and like at that know. time, actually, I had less than a handful. I think I had like, my number was like six at the time and his, right. he had lost count. But when I said, oh, yeah, like I've had it's like six, he was like, whoa, babe, that's a lot. And I was like, wait, I, excuse me, are you serious right now? Oh my yeah, God. what? Because you have lost count. I have six. What's with you the double lost count? So it's standard? definitely more than six. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, it, and actually, I, I learned from that day never to share my number with a guy. Actually, a guy who even asked me that, to me, I'm just kind of like, well, that doesn't matter. That's not your business. But I did go through a phase where when I was serial dating and I was obsessed with that number for myself, I'm like, hooked up with a guy yesterday, (laughs) that takes me up to 11. Okay. (laughs) And I was, I was keeping count. And I (laughs) remember, and I remember one time I'd stopped counting for like a few months and then I was like, right, where am I at? And I was like lying in bed and I was like, right, okay. Like, oh, okay. No, we're like, it's 12. Like, oh no, there's that other guy that had that drunken one. Okay. That's 14. Oh my God. Like this, this, this. And then I would literally just sit up in bed in panic. Like, oh my God, I'm almost at 20. And I was freaking the F out. And I was like, okay, so that means I need to go. If I want to get late, I need to revisit 
old people because they don't count as new numbers. <laughs> so that was <laughs> that was my logic. Like I need to be calling up old people so that I don't add that was the number. To, and it, it got so crazy. I remember talking to you about it a million. You were like, dude, like I don't even know my number. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and, <laughs> and I had to, and, oh and it got to the point where I had to actually sit myself down and be like, Amanda, this is ridiculous. Like you need to let this go. This number thing, let it go. So I lost count. I would say I lost count at sure. 20. I would say, yeah, but it's not like oh my god, from twenty was like there was fifty more, but because I kind of got into a long term relationship after that, but yeah, around that. Right, 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 right. What do you think it was about about the number that was freaking you out so much? I think it's just the the society, right? Like if you're as a woman, if you have a lot of notches on your bed or if you've slept with like more than one, two, three, four, five partners, then you're a slut. And there's actually an article um, that was like in the Guardian at one point that said the average British woman has been, has had eight sexual partners in her life. And we were all like, what the fuck? Like, Eight is that what? it? Yeah, yeah. Then that we do <laughs> don't believe. So uh, exactly, we we had this no, conversation no, too. That means I am a dirty whore. Yeah, yeah. No, we did too because we. It. I can't remember where the survey was. It was in Europe and in the U.S., but it was like what was it? I 12? think it was seven. No. Mm. What was the average? No, it was way less than that. It, it was, was like, like seven. seven. And, and yeah, like I was trying to seven, figure out, eight. and you know, I'm by no means a mathematician, but I was like, so like there. I feel like if there's like you know half of them have slept with like a lot, and half of them have slept with like not that many, the people who have slept with a lot are gonna like. You'd think they'd push up the average somehow, right? But then I'm like, oh, maybe like we are. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. Well, I I don't understand how where they're getting these numbers. Are they going to like nursing homes? End of your life. What have you slept with? Like, how are they coming to numbers? Like, so- that doesn't. Someone comes through like at like in hospice or something, and they're like, "Okay, just taking a quick survey." Like, how many guys you imagine? You wouldn't remember anything. I barely can like count them up now. You know, can you imagine at the end of your life, you're like, "I don't know." Yeah. Yeah. It was Jeremy, and then I have no idea. I mean, maybe you just say seven at that point because like. Maybe, yeah, maybe they interviewed, like, older people or people who'd, like, internalized it and they didn't want to be totally honest about it. It makes no sense. I don't really yeah, It was people from our age group, this particular survey. I remember checking that because I was like, how old, what generation are these people? No, they mm. were. But they, they were do, supposedly you know, they age, do but- say that most, when you ask guys and girls, like, how many people they've slept with, most guys will double their number and most girls will half it. Yeah. So yeah. maybe that's what it yeah. is. Well, I mean, it's no surprise that you had all this kind of weird shit about your number when the mm. first time that you ever told it to anyone, some guy totally freaked yeah. out of you. I mean, like, that's, yeah, <laughs> it's normal that you'd be like, oh my God, no, I got to keep it down. My mom told me as a little girl, never tell a man your number. <laughs> I, Great I advice. I don't, 
Yeah. Great advice. She was like, and they will tell you that they really want to know and that they're just curious and it's a lie. <laughs> I wish your mom had like told me that. Like, I feel like you could also say like, never tell a man that you have a podcast about what your number is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that's why I also find that whenever I tell men about this podcast, I'm I. I, the, always the first question is, "Oh, so how many uh, how many episodes do you yeah. guys have? <laughs> <laughs> like, why don't you, Why don't you listen and subscribe and rate and review? And exactly, make yourself useful. <laughs> Five star reviews, thank you. Um, well, I know you guys talk about like traveling in your podcast too. Do you guys have um, like Have you had any like travel romances or? Anything like that? Like, dated anyone from a totally different culture or anything like that? Have, mm, have I? Have I, Mandy? <laughs> you haven't because you're the picky. You're the, one of the pickiest people <laughs> I know. So, no, you have not. I have walked yeah, across I, the continent I, for love. I've never gone on holiday. <laughs> Yeah, I've never gone on holiday and had one of those, like, holiday romance. I have tried to. It's not like the intention wasn't there. <laughs> no, you haven't. But I, yeah, I was like, no, I'm just saying, like, well, no, that is true. But I, I think, like, for example, when we, like, an Ibiza or something, I think the intention wasn't really there, but I could have maybe possibly with if, like, the intention was there. But it never was. It never was because I'm just always like, okay, I just want to, go on holiday and get back home. Yeah. I think right. like, enough drama in London. Like- <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you're there to relax. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm on holidays, I'm always trying to just like, yeah, be on I'm my actually, best behavior. I actually wish I could. I'm jealous. A friend of mine was on vacation quite recently and she was tindering like crazy you know she was like sending me oh, yeah. like, okay this is this guy's profile this is his this is his instagram he's coming to my hotel tonight so if i go missing this is what you give to the police i'll check in in the morning and then i'm like okay cool stay safe and then the next night she's like right this is this guy um this is his tinder i like literally have three four messages she was there for a week and i feel like she, i think she hooked up with like three guys and i was like oh my god i'm kind of jealous that you can do that <laughs> i wish i could yeah. i don't have the guts to do it amanda you said that you'd moved across the continent yeah. for a guy or for a relationship yes i have yes i have <laughs> <laughs> don't sound I so enthusiastic <laughs> no you know like amelia says i yeah. am a, a hope hope well i call it hopeful romantic <laughs> I'm a hopeful romantic, and when I fall, I fall hard, like hard and fast, to the point where sometimes she has to reel me in, and I tell her off, and I tell her to back off. It's my mistake to make, and even though I'm going to come back and cry <laughs> on your shoulder, you're just going to have to put up with it, bitch, because that's what best friends do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I actually, it was interesting because I met this guy online as well. And it escalated really quickly and he flew me out to Miami and I was like on the phone with her at the airport, like, yeah, so if I die, you know, if I die, I right. die. So this is what it is. 
this is how I want to go. Yeah. This is what I love. <laughs> but I actually ended up moving permanently to live with him. And, you know, it lasted a while oh and then it didn't. And then I came back home and the end. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm and like that person. This? this was a good uh, 10 years ago. Yeah. So I mean I'm I'm that person nice, I will nice. I will do that I st- I probably still would do that shit now to be honest I wouldn't <laughs> even say that I've grown it oh yeah <laughs> I would do, yeah I've I've moved I've I've moved a continent or two in my time <laughs> wow <laughs> sometimes you just gotta know you just gotta you know I'm like I can find out I need to know my WhatsApp. <laughs> I'm not uprooting myself. <laughs> it's like it's the adventure, isn't it? The thrill. Yeah. Like, ooh, is this it? Is it mm-hmm. not? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um. So, are either of you willing to tell us a a number story? Tell tell us a story of one of your of one of your numbers. That seemed like a good candidate. <laughs> Amanda, if you want to tell us that story, but maybe you don't feel like it. But I, I'll you, let Amelia I don't know go for, first. I'll share okay, after. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good friend. <laughs> I do have one. I mean, to be honest, I actually can't. It's weird because at the time I was counting my numbers, so I knew what number he was. But then I stopped counting, so now I can't remember what number he was. But it was kind of, I want to say he was maybe like 10, between 10 and 15. We can say we're running off between 10 and 15. Oh, that's perfect, because that's right where we are in the podcast. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yeah, and it was... um, God, I can't even remember. I don't even, can't even actually remember where I met him. Because this was like pre, you know, ready when social media was very, this was like 2008, 2007, okay. maybe around that time, probably even earlier. And um, he was not the most attractive guy. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> he was extremely unattractive. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm so baffled. Like I actually can't remember. Do you remember? Do you remember where I met him? At Burberry. Do you? Oh, he came into the store. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! You see, I blanked out so much. So you need your friend. Yeah. Eyes by the experience. <laughs> but anyway, Work well. We actually both used to work for Burberry when we were like 19, 20 years old. And um, so I mean, he obviously came into the store, I got his number, and um, oh, we hung out a few times. And each time I was like, Why am I hanging out with you? Like, I'm just like not attracted to you. He was like, re- like but he was like really unattractive. Um, <laughs> And like he would have been unattractive for like 
a lot of people, not just me. But I was just, I don't know, maybe, I think I was probably bored. You know, when you're like 20, 21, you're just like, eh, you know, something to take me out, get drinks, whatever. Yeah. And, right. And we went out a couple of times. And oh, and he'd always like pick me up from work and drop me home and do all of these things in the winter in London. And you don't want to get the bus home. You're like, okay, you can come and pick me up and stuff. So the relationship, well, sure. yeah, relationship <laughs> went from there. And um, we went out one weekend, um, and I'll never forget this, because I've been known to drink a lot, but at that time, I didn't really drink loads, unless I was in, like, a club or, like, you know, nightlife-type situation. And we had gone out in the day, and I was like, oh, my God, I don't actually want to be seen in the day with him, you know? (laughs) But I still went because, you know, I'm like 2021. 20, I'm like, okay, it's something to do. And he's buying me drinks. So we went out and we were at like this bar in this really busy part of London. And he'd be like, so, and I think, you know, when you kind of get a sense from a guy that, okay, this is going to be the night when it happens, <laughs> right? I was like, okay, in like 2021, I was still, I guess you would say it's probably like my insecure side. I didn't have that process where I was like, okay, but Amelia, if you don't want it to happen, it doesn't have to happen. Yeah. Like, have to go with this. But I think it's just like, okay, I guess uh, this is what I have to do, you know. So we were at a bar and he was like, okay, well, what do you want to drink? I'm like, can I get a triple vodka straight? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. This is a because <laughs> I was like, okay, Amina, you know, if anything, the vodka's going to kick in. It's going to make things, like, much better. I remember he had, like, a couple of his friends, I guess he had spoken to them previously, and they showed up at the bar, and they were like, oh, my God, you know, and he was trying to make out like I was his girlfriend, and we were all kind of ended up drinking, and they were really taken aback because when I finished the first triple vodka, he was like, do you want something else to drink? It's like, yeah, another triple vodka, and his friends were like, are you sure like you want to like a bit (laughs) she seems a bit crazy anyway fast forward (laughs) to a hotel (laughs) we went to and uh, we were doing the deed and yeah well sometimes you can drink and you hallucinate and things are like even more heightened it doesn't make things better and I just remember him on top of me like grunting and grunting oh. and his face <laughs> and I just burst into tears <laughs> I burst into tears so he quickly blessed him he was a gentleman he got off me he's like oh my god are you okay I ran into the hotel bathroom oh my god <laughs> this guy that I used to date <laughs> and I was like you need to come like in tears I was like you need to come save me this guy is trying to kill me I can't go on like this he's really ugly like you need to come I was like super drunk and he was like okay okay I'm gonna come and get you I'm gonna come and get you he got in his car and actually did arrive at the hotel to pick me up but by then I guess more alcohol probably kicked in by then and I was like no no it's all fine it's all fine you know oh my god by that experience I was just like yeah (laughs) it's one of the experiences I always talk about and I'm just like Amelia you did not need to put yourself in that situation you could have just said no you know we can hang out go as friends drink but the fact I think at that age especially like 
in my late teens, early 20s, I had such a, I guess you could say it was like a warped mindset in terms mm. of like dating and going out with guys. I kind of always thought, I just assumed there was always an expectation yeah. of stuff. You know, like if I'm enough for drinks, I'm going to get drunk. It's going to end up here. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. And I'm not saying that, you know, the guys assume that in any way, but I'm just saying that in terms of because that was my mindset, that's the kind of the way I behaved. And that was me for uh, the early part of my 20s. But yeah, that is one of the ones that, um, yeah, I'll never get back. I can't get over that, that you called your ex and he came and got you and then you told him to leave. Because he was like, Oh, wait, he was like an hour or more away. Okay, okay. By the time he got there, I was like kind of, I think I probably drank, just drank more vodka because I was already drunk. So I probably thought, Amelia, just drink more vodka. <laughs> this would be fine. You can just finish the speed. So by the time he got that kind of like, you know, drunk over that point of like embarrassment and like whatever. Right. Fine is fine. But yeah, I broke down like in the middle of it. I was just like, what am I? You know when it just hits you, like reality hits you? Yeah. What am I doing? Oh my gosh. I've had that moment the next morning. Yeah. Yeah, Well, and also just that feeling of like being like 20, 21 and you're just like, this is what we do. Like, and you just, it's never, you you never question if you're like actually into it. And it just, it kind of doesn't even matter. You just know that you're going to show up for that experience and just see what it's all about. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. I love hearing, like, your thought process behind (laughs) the triple podcast, though. Yeah, this podcast is just going to change everything around me. This whole situation is going to be much brighter. I just feel it. It's around the corner. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds... Yeah, that's that's what you think. That's that's how you think. Alcohol is the solution to everything at that age, too. You're just mm-hmm. like <laughs> totally incredible. I love it. Well, that really did not that did not disappoint. That was a good story. Not at all. <laughs> that was a great. That was a great ten to fifteen or between somewhere between number ten and fifteen. <laughs> lost track but yeah so 10 to 15 somewhere around there I love that I love that all right Amanda I think you're up I'm up well you know it's interesting because we we brought up me moving across the continent for love and it actually brought memories of that relationship and even though that person turned out to be a raging douchebag like the douchiest of douche um there is one thing and I was actually talking to one of my closest friends about him um this morning I was like well actually the one thing that I have to thank him for is he's the first guy who got me to orgasm and I think he was And when I started having sex, I was with really selfish guys. Um, I didn't really even realize that I could get pleasure from sex. Like I could only orgasm when I, you know, masturbated by myself. I knew that, okay, I know myself. I know how to get myself there, but I had never. So actually my journey into sex started off with me 
faking it from day one. You know, because right. I felt like it would be so bad that I'd be like, oh my God, I need the super open. Like, oh, okay. Oh, that was great. Thanks, babe. And then we moved. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, with yeah. this guy, we, we, we'd met online. So we'd had, we had done, you know, some, some things online, you know, <laughs> some sexting, mm-hmm. some pictures and stuff <laughs> like that. And um, when I remember when he picked me up from the airport in Miami, I suddenly got like really nervous. Like, oh my God, what if our energy is not the same? And And it was like totally nice. And we went to my hotel. And as soon as we got there, it was like game on. Like as soon as the door closed, it was like, right, we're doing this. Not even, I mean, I think about it and I'm like, gross. Like you were just on an overnight flight. You couldn't even shower for it. No, there was no time. I can't. <laughs> there was no time for any of that. But then I remember as we were like um having sex, I, he 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 would ask me, Do you like this? Like, is this okay? And I'm like, why the fuck is he asking me that? Like, I was so confused. Like, I don't understand. Can't we just like do this and get on with it? <laughs> and I'm like, is this okay? Do you like this? Like, Amanda. Like, and then like I did the normal thing that I do and I'm like, oh my god, wow, oh ooh. And he was like, Stop it are you faking it right now? And I'm like, no, I'm not. He's like, you're totally faking it. Like, why are you doing that? And he called me out and I was just like, ah, I don't know. He's like, I want you to enjoy this as much as I do. That's why I'm asking you if you like this or if you like that. So even when he was asking me, do you like this? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. But he took the time to school me on a lot of things and he made it his mission to be the one to give me my first orgasm. And he did. And the very next day he took me to a sex shop and bought me my first mini bullet, which I oh my God. still have even now. And um, so <laughs> with, with everything else, like honestly, like he, he taught me orgasm and it was amazing. So I forgive him for being a douchebag because I, I realized after that, that, oh, wow, like I can get pleasure as well from sex. Oh, wait, it's okay for me to be like, well, I'm glad you came. I didn't come. So you wanna, might want to do something. And <laughs> <laughs> I learned from that and from him. So it was a really good experience. Oh my That's god, incredible. And which number was that? 13. 13. Mm, lucky number 13. Yeah. yeah, I love the fact that he called you out. <laughs> lucky number 13. Yeah. 13 is also the one I moved to continent for. <laughs> wow, there must be something around that number. Yes, be careful. Yeah. Be careful. It, it was so embarrassing though. He was like, did you just fake an orgasm? I was like, no. I would never. He was like, dude, you totally did. Like, come on, don't do that. (laughs) Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, I feel like some guys more than others are, like, very fixated on, like, your pleasure, too. And, like, very fixated on, like, trying to, like, I guess, get you there. And that's what, like, gets them off. So was he, like, sort of – Can we get more of those guys? I love those. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah my last boyfriend was like oh my god like I don't, to be honest now that I look at it I just don't understand how <laughs> I mean I was obviously in a different space but it was just like no 
pleasure there at all. It was like 20 seconds and thanks, babe. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Done. Bye. <laughs> Roll over, like start snoring loudly. Like this was my, and I'm just like, oh my God, like. Yeah. And I remember what is so funny because I remember one time that he, he de- I say dead because he never used to do this. And he like, you know, was like fingering me or whatever. And I was like, oh my God, this actually feels like really good. This is like the first thing <laughs> that he's ever done that feels really good. And just as like, you know, things like starting to like climax, he was like, yeah, okay, babe, I'm going to sleep now. I was like, what? <laughs> what? In jail. I want to see this man in prison. Stop. And I'm like, why would you just stop now? <laughs> but yeah, just no like awareness of everything. I don't know how I put up with that for so long, but yeah. And you didn't feel like you could, you know, bring it up? Also, yeah, that's, I mean, now I definitely would. But I think in, at that stage of my life, yeah, I just wouldn't have. Yeah, yeah, I just no, I just wouldn't have. But now, like, I think, oh my god, now I'm very like vocal. <laughs> yeah, because I'm yeah. just wasting my time with anyone. Yeah, yeah. Right. Do you feel like you yeah. like now that you're more vocal? Like, do you get like a better reaction from guys than previously, or like, like how do guys respond to that compared to how they responded when you were? I really yeah. like it because I think that. I don't know. I I feel like guys, as much as I I think we kind of don't give them enough credit in a sense, because I think sometimes we think, oh, if we're too vocal, then they think, oh, my God, you're like a slut. You slept with loads of people, blah, blah, blah. But actually, all the guys that I've come across and I'm like rarely vocal with and stuff, they're like, they're like rarely taken aback because I don't think more women do it enough, you know? So then they're like, oh my God, okay, like, tell me what you like. No, I want you to do this. I need you to do that. Like, I'll do this. Do you like that on you and stuff? And they really like, I think it like takes things to like a different level, really. Like I I haven't had like a bad experience. I've never had anyone say, oh my God, like where do you <laughs> <laughs> sort of be a prostitute or something? You know, I've never like had that experience. But I have yeah, had guys a- though that I have said, I don't like this. Can you do this? Can you do that instead? And then they just, it's almost as if they have in their head an idea of like, right, so this is how I do sex. I'm going to start kissing on the mouth and then I'm going to go to the neck and I'm going to here. I'm gonna, blah, blah, blah. It's like yeah. somebody drew them a diagram. Like, okay, we'll start <laughs> here and then we move this way. So as soon as you say, uh, no, actually maybe be here. It's like you've thrown the whole game. Yeah. That's it. Like, they don't know what to do. I've had that. And it, it's, That's it's true. not fun at all. Not at all. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have to. I've said to someone, like, I mean, after we had sex, like, three or four times with no foreplay or no, like, nothing. Just, you know. I said, like, the next time he tried to just, like, get it in, I was like, no, I want to, you know, I can't remember how I said it exactly, but something like, no, like I need to like get excited first. And he was just like, I mean, I just don't think, is there an order to this that 
I don't, I don't like it when people say like what has to happen before <laughs> what else has to happen. I was like, oh, okay. Well, um, but one of my favorite <laughs> Olivia isms is Olivia also was. I feel like this incident may have spurred it. I don't know, but you also at one point like had this protocol where you wouldn't even like have intercourse until that person made you come first. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I did. Oh, I like she that. had a rule. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it was actually making me sad. I think. <laughs> I just. Re- I mean, it was. It was just. I would feel bummed out when I would have these bad. When I would have bad sex and not come. Yeah. I would just feel like the patriarchy was. I had just been fucked by the patriarchy. So I would feel, yeah. And I was like, I'm so done with this. Yeah. It was not a popular. Uh, measure. <laughs> like, it was not for everyone. Not everyone was down for that. But yeah, it did weed out some people for sure. Yeah, because, you know, I've like come across guys where they're just like, you know, I'm not a kisser and I'm like, that's my thing. Like, oh my God, you can like kiss me all day and I don't have to do anything else really, to be honest. <laughs> like I, that and my neck, like I love it. And I have like some guys like, yeah, I don't really do the whole like kissing thing. And I'm like, what, why? They're like, yeah, no, it's not for me. Okay, well then, obviously this is not. So I tend to ask, like when I speak to a guy, even like from Tinder, we've like spoken, like, I don't know, for like maybe 10 minutes. I may be like, you know, okay, so like, what do you like? What don't you like? Like, I like to know, whereas before I wouldn't ask these things, but now I generally ask these things very early on. Because otherwise, yeah. it's a waste of my time. And it's also a waste of their time. Like, I need someone that's, like, on the same kind of intimacy level as yeah. myself, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Start reading them out. Um, I, had yeah. a, I had a situation, actually. It's, it's a good point that you say, Amelia, because I, me being the hopeful romantic I am, <laughs> always used to think, well, you know, we vibe and then, you know, like we, we like each other and then things just flow and everything's just going to be awesome and <laughs> it, it doesn't, real life doesn't work like that. And then you get situations where you, my biggest pet peeve is being with a guy who's like, whose pussy is it? And I'm like, mm, no, we're not doing that. Or call me a daddy. No. I'm like, um, I have a dad and it's not you. <laughs> so it's kind of like- not trying you, to think about him. You need to have those conversations because yeah. it can be like a real mood killer when you're like writing it. Like, whose is it? And I'm like, oh my God, really? No. I'm no. leaving. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> Bye. Thanks. Yeah. And I'm taking it with yeah. me because it's yeah. mine. <laughs> exactly. That's too yeah, good. That's, that's really funny. Oh, yeah. I, I feel it's, it is funny how um, I think every person really just has different things that they're into. Like, it, it, like you really can't have like this blueprint for like what to do mm-hmm. in the bedroom because – I feel like I don't even – I don't really like foreplay as much. Like I like to just okay, like Amelia. go right for it. <laughs> so <laughs> sometimes I'm like, okay, like it's just too much. Like just stop and, you know, just kind of go for it. But, yeah, I, I think it just communication really um, is something that should be more, I guess, normalized. I think. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. 
Definitely. And I have to say, I think I learned it from a, I, I definitely learned it from some guys that I dated, how to have those conversations. Cause I had no idea mm. how you even say it, how you even bring it up, but it was kind of like your number 13. Um, that it was just like, okay, well, what, what do you like mm. this and that? And then once someone had asked me that, then I was able to ask other people it. and it's, See, it was so obvious afterwards, but beforehand, I just was kind of lost. Yeah, I had no idea how to even start it, and I thought it would be unsexy or, you know, it had to be in the moment or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I think also it comes with age as well because maturity and self-esteem and all those things because when, like, I mean, there are sexual experiences that I had at 19 that I'm like, oh, my God, why? why yeah. would you put yourself in that situation why would you put up with that it was subpar like really and a lot of it had to do with not being able to speak up and I actually yeah. I had a I had a boyfriend once when I was 20 and I, I loved him a lot we were in a relationship for maybe three or four years and um there's this thing that we used to do like together like like uh, as part of the foreplay um it was kind of <laughs> it was kind of like a a dry humping thing but he would do this <laughs> thing <laughs> he, would, he would do this thing like with his penis and it would kind of hurt but i thought oh my god he likes it so i kind of have to put up with this so every time we would have sex and we would be doing that i'm like oh okay amanda you just have to get through this thing that he likes and then you can get to the good bits and then one day i think i was drunk as well so i had a bit of dutch courage i say to him you know um that (laughs) thing that you do like um he was like yeah i know exactly what thing you're talking about i'm like yeah um i don't like it he was like oh my god i I don't like it either like why have we both been putting ourselves through this i'm like wait you hate it i hate it and we're like yeah yeah like let's just not do that again and it was just like that's when you learn how important it is to communicate right sometimes you might actually even be thinking oh my god this is so bad and they might be thinking the same and thinking you like it you know so it was a very funny story So wise. Yeah. That is very funny. <laughs> yeah, I think also as I, I think as women, sometimes we think they're enjoying all of this. Like all of, <laughs> I, or, I don't know. It's kind yeah. of I think we have this kind of feeling like they're less discriminate or, mm-hmm. or less discriminating about about it. And I mean, I don't know exactly where that comes from. And it might be partially true, but yeah, you're so right. You have no idea. They might be doing all these kind of like weird things <laughs> because they think that's what you want or it's what someone else wanted before you. And, you know, yeah. so true. Yeah, that's true. Cause I think like anytime, like, yeah, I've ne- actually never thought of me sleeping with a guy and thought, oh, but is this actually what they- I just assume <laughs> that this is what you're the price, babe. They want, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, while well, you're here with me, what more do you want? <laughs> I've actually never thought of it like that. But then saying that, 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, as I said, like now, if something isn't really up my street, I am much more like vocal because I'm just like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to put myself in that mm-hmm. situation, really. Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why? Life's too short. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and I feel like it kind of sometimes gets to the point where everyone's just performing what they think is, like, the right thing to do or, like, what they've seen on porn or something like that. And they're not really, like, thinking for themselves. Everyone porn these days. And they think, now that is the standard that they need to approach. I'm like, oh, my God, that is so staged. Like, that's the worst thing you could do with me. Yes, absolutely. Agreed. Oh, man. Well, I feel like we've podcasted. We've we've covered a lot of ground today. We've we've learned a lot about about you guys and we've shared a lot of awesome stories. So I I feel like is there anything you guys want to plug besides your podcast? Well, you know, you you can find us as a podcast at Name to be Determined podcast on Instagram. Um, We post semi frequently <laughs> on there um <laughs> you can find me on at men's millie on instagram where i have links to my blog and other things that i do on there amazing awesome oh and for me <laughs> you can find me on instagram barely because i'm barely <laughs> at pretty girls can't right also our podcast has a twitter which is at name to be determined one yeah love it amazing uh thank you guys so much for coming on and being so hilarious and open and telling some awesome stories it's people it's so nice to um, i mean i love mariah's stories and obviously (laughs) i love my own otherwise i wouldn't make a podcast about it them but um it's so refreshing to hear some news stories and also see what we have in common and um, all that stuff. So this has been 100% great. 100% agree. Oh, thank you. Thank you so Thanks for having us. It's been a lot of fun. Baby, if you want me, come and get me. I swear I'll make it easy on my eyes is what you are. And I don't care. Who knows? Thanks for listening to What's Your Number? This episode was produced by Olivia and Mariah. Music is by No Fancy. You can learn more about us and check out our blog at whatsyournumberpod.com. We are on Instagram at whatsyournumberpod and on Twitter at therewasthisguy. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, leave us a review wherever podcasts are found and subscribe to hear about more sexcapades. Sexcapades.